Hello everyone, and welcome to RBL Talk. On this week's show, we have some club news. We dissect our latest matches, including the Darmstadt game and the UFA Champions League game against Red Star Belgrade. We take a look ahead to our next match against FC Cologne, and we have RBL Talk segment with your supporter input on the show. In the news this week, Sesco happy with the decision to snub Manchester United for RB Leipzig. Benjamin Sesco revealed why he decided to join RB Leipzig instead of move to Manchester United in the summer. The 20-year-old forward was strongly linked with the move to the Premier League in the summer as Manchester United were considered favourites to land him. But Sesco eventually completed a move from Red Bull Salzburg to Red Bull Leipzig on a five-year deal that had previously been agreed. Speaking to Transfer Market, Sesco said, The thing is, I wasn't really involved in these kinds of th- conversations, but I think it was better to come here. It was very important for me to go to a place that plays a similar style of football. I already knew what I had to do and didn't have to go through a whole learning process again. The youngster has an impressive start to the season, scoring three goals in six matches in all competitions for Leipzig. RB Leipzig favourites to land Schalke's Asan Odwe... It's hard to pronounce this one. Odriago. RB Leipzig are the current favourites to land Schalke's Asan. Odriago. And beat out competitions such as Bayern Munich and Liverpool. Leipzig are one of the many clubs interested in Hassan, and the fact that former Schalke sporting director Ruven Schroeder now holds the same role at Leipzig means that he knows the 17-year-old and was even the one to set up Hassan's professional contract for when he turns 18 next year. The 17-year-old will likely leave Schalke at the end of this season, and the midfielder could likely leave for around €7 million due to a release clause if a Bundesliga club shows interest. The value of this clause is only valid for Bundesliga clubs, with foreign clubs having to pay extra. The low fee that Asan could leave for has a big blow for Schalke, who are already struggling financially, as they had hoped that the 17-year-old could be their next Leroy Sane, as in the player that they develop and then can sell for a high fee further down the line. But Asan has little career experience, Schalke are not in a position to demand such a fee. As well as Bayern and Liverpool, it is reported that AC Milan are also interested in signing him and have wanted to arrange a meeting with Schalke to discuss a transfer. But it seems they are slowly losing ground in the race for the midfielder with Leipzig, the frontrunners. What a week or two of football it has been. It's been a few days since that we've had our last episode. The last episode was a extra episode and these are going to be shorter or longer depending on how much football we've played and what's been happening in the news with Leipzig. I'm glad to welcome you all back to the show and looking at the Darmstadt game there's a few things that we did learn in that game. Now a couple of things that I've decided that we've we've learned is that Olmo doesn't have his sharpness yet but that will come soon with minutes on the pitch. Because Denny Olmo only played only a handful of minutes, maybe 15 minutes or so on the pitch. That's including extra time. And he only had two out of four accurate passes, one chance created, one big chance created, 
and one shot off target, and that was his free kick. He had seven touches on the ball, and one passes into the final third, one clearance, which was a headed clearance. Now, it's good to see Danny Olmo come back into the squad, and he's been sadly missed, unfortunately, since he's picked up a knee injury, and not long after the 3-0 win against Bayern for the Super Cup. But now with Olmo coming through into the fold and hopefully getting his match fitness up, I would like to see him end up playing more minutes throughout every single game. And hopefully he's got to be on the starting 11 if he's fit and ready. I also believe when assessing that Darmstadt game, we lack the roofnesses that will elevate us to the next level and are forced domestically. Now, this is a little bit of a harsh, but sometimes you have to be harsh when you analyse things. And when I say that, we lack that instinct to elevate us to that next level and for being a force domestically. We already are a force domestically, but if we want to really take control over this competition, then we really do need to make sure that we take these opportunities and put teams away like Darmstadt, who are nearly promoted. Yes, we did win. We won that game comfortably in the end, 3-1. But when you look at things, we, we, got, we actually got outplayed from a newly promoted side. And yes, I know it was an away game, so you do have them, which are going to play better in their home ground compared to us playing at our home ground. But when you give them an extra eight total scoring shots and you give them plus 16% in possession, you, you're going to get put away by the good teams. Now, the only thing that saved us in this game was that Darmstadt were very, very inaccurate. They had a total of 18 shots. 10 shots were off target, where we had a total of 10 shots, and we had only three off target. Now, that goes against quality as well. We've got a lot better squad depth, a lot better team personnel that being said we've got to be very careful when it comes to games like that we can't get complacent we're already sitting fifth in the Bundesliga we've got to make sure that we keep marching on and keep winning our games and getting up there to get to the top of the table which leads me into my last note that I took is the players look tired Squad rotation is key to a long and successful season. And Marco Rosa, for one reason or another, has not decided to change the squad too much. That starting 11 has pretty much been the same for every single game, barring the occasional change in midfield or up front. So I would personally like to see a lot more players be rotated through. We've got Sywald and Bortmanger, who have barely played any minutes. They've come on as substitutes, haven't started many games. Like to see them get a start. Also, Werner and Galachi got a start. Sesco as well, he's got some quality to start. I mean, yes, you do have players in there that, by right, they shouldn't be getting dropped in any certain way, but it's not being dropped 
all Rosa has to do is tell him, look, I'm resting you for the next game. You're going to be put on the bench. You're coming with us. Whether or not you end up playing, though, that's up to him. Uh, depending on, on the game, you know, like, obviously, Appendo, he scored two goals against Darmstadt. He's absolutely flying right now. But you could have started Sesco or put Werner on. And then if the goals aren't coming for either of those players, you could have easily just put uh, a pender on. And he would have uh, done his business and gotten you the win. Looking ahead at our game against Red Star Belgrade. A few things as well. We we completely dominated that game, especially the very start of it. Like we had 65% ball possession to they're 35% and 27 total shots. That's 27 total shots. And we only managed to score three goals. Now, I know a lot of our targets were not off target. We only had eight off target. However, a lot of those shots were blocked. And I just seemed that we were sloppy at the back. Without Orban organizing that back line, I believe we were overexposed way too many times. I don't mind the players like Simakan or Klosterman or Raum because Raum ended up scoring one of our opening goals. I don't mind them pushing up the pitch. However, there's overcommitment and you've got to stay back. And without really Orban's experience back there, I believe we really desperately need to have him back because we've been starting to leak goals since he's been out. Have, hasn't been a major problem as per se. However, we have been getting scored against and it's just goals that really shouldn't be against. Like, Blaswich has been a great, great pickup. I've always said that. He's been a great signing. He's a good goalkeeper. He's in good, great form. And you sometimes just leave him doing too much. At the end of the day, if you have more total shots being scored against you, you should be winning a lot higher. Leads to my second note, there is no easy games in this group in the Champions League this year. You have to earn your result. That being said, we are sitting second, only three points behind the league, the table leaders of Man City. Now, they haven't lost a game. You expect the champions of the UFA Cup from last year. You don't expect them to be an easy team to beat. You know, you've got Switzerland's young boys who they're one of those teams where you are complacent, you will get beaten. Uh, same thing as Red Star Belgrade. You know, even though those two leagues are domestically not very tough, those two teams are very excelling in their own leagues domestically. However, when it comes to European football, it they've never been major hurdles for a lot of teams to get over. Although Marco Rosa did get beaten by Red Star Belgrade when he was the manager for RB Salzburg a few years ago. And total dominance doesn't necessarily mean you will win. As stated before, in this game, we completely dominated. Should have scored a lot more goals. That being said, I was happy with our performance. I was happy with, especially the first 15 minutes. I was a bit 
disappointed that we didn't score more goals. We only ended up scoring the f first goal on the 12th minute. And Appenda already started great out of the blocks. That being said, you, you, you get better in time. The, the season's still only young. I expect us, if we're playing like this type of football, especially at home, and we're doing this later in the depth of the season, I believe that we'll be getting our eye in and scoring a lot more goals and a lot more quickly. Looking ahead to our next game against FC Cologne, they're sitting 16th in the Bundesliga and haven't kept a clean sheet, having only won a single game so far this season. In the previous 12 encounters, we have won a total of 5, winning at 42%. Cologne have only won twice at 17%, with the previous games all ending in draws. The last two games have ended in draws, with our last win coming on the 12th of February 2022, with Cologne winning back in 2021 on the 21st of August. I mean, sorry, my apologies, that's April. Some interesting match, match facts. For this game are Leipzig are ranked fourth in goals scored per match with an average of 2.4 goals and Leipzig are second in goals conceded per match 0.9 average goals where FC Cologne are ranked 16th in goals scored per match with an average of 0.9. FC Cologne have been awarded the most penalties this season three which was I thought was a very interesting stat to say the least so hopefully they don't get given a penalty awarded from us which is quite possible that could happen depending on if we overcommit at the back as we've given away a couple of penalties this season that just should have shouldn't have been there they've they've come from backline errors or losing the ball high up the ground and turning the ball over and scampering back just to try to get the ball back and unfortunately fouling the opposition player. And Cologne are also ranked 10th in goals conceded per match with an average of 1.9 goals. I do predict a tight contest and I believe we will win with a scoreline of around 2-1. What I'd like to see in our next match? Well, there's a lot of things I would like to see and... One of them I've been saying for a little while now is that I want to see Timo Werner start a game. Put the bloke in, in there. He has to start. You've got this player. Yes, he's not in his prime right now. I, I do believe that he has passed his prime. And it didn't help in his career when he went to Chelsea. Didn't do so great. That being said, a lot of players that have gone to Chelsea haven't performed as that club over there in the Premier League isn't doing quite well. However, when you buy back a player and who is the leading goal scorer for the club, you don't just have him in the side to just be in the side. You play him. Now, looking at our last starting eleven, you have Lewis Appenda and Yusuf Pausen. Now, there's no knock on either of those. They've both been playing well. Yusuf Pausen has been very unlucky with him playing and not scoring many goals. In fact, he hasn't scored a single goal this season yet. Now, I would swap. If you're going to keep those two up there, I would actually be rotating the squad against Cologne. I would not be starting a panda. 
only for the simple fact of resting him. I'd take out Yusuf Powson as well, and I'd put Timo Werner to replace a pender, even though a like-for-like is essentially Timo Werner. He's got that pace, and he's also got that clinical finishing ability in front of goal once he has his eye in. I would put Benjamin Sesko in for Powson, as he's shown that he can also be an aerial threat, so you're essentially just replacing a like-for-like. I also want to see Xavi Simmons being rested as well, and I would like to see Denny Olmo start a game. So I would replace Xavi Simmons for Denny Olmo, and then also in midfield, I'd rotate it up. I'd replace them with other players in our squad just to get them some sharpness and also rest them as our next games are coming thick and fast. Now it's time for RBL Talk. Remember, you can be a part of the show with the Arbor Talk segment. You can come on the show as a special guest, or you can post your posts on social media or email them in. More information on how to do this or either of those for free in the show notes. And if you would like to set up a time to record with me, please look into the show notes and come on as a special guest, and you can be a part of the show directly and record with me. The first edition of RBL Talk in this episode is from RB Leipzig, France, which I believe is not their official French channel. I believe it is an unofficial channel, but a very good contributor nonetheless. What do you think about our start in the Bundesliga? And there's a couple of questions uh, from this account. And the the start... If I was going to give it a rating, A plus being the best, uh, maybe an F being the worst, C C plus or C minus being average, and then there's obviously a B just above that. I'd probably put it as a B plus. Now, when I say B plus, I mean it's good. It's not great. I would have liked to have seen us a bit higher up. We're just out, outside of the top four. We have lost one game, drawn two. I believe the main game, looking at all the fixtures so far, the main one that I'm dis- very disappointed with is the Bochum game that we really should not have drawn. I do believe that we also shouldn't have drawn the Bayern game, but you know, unfortunately, Bayern being Bayern and the way things just work sometimes, it just wasn't our day. We let them come back into that, and we only have ourselves to blame. But it could have been a lot worse. We could have actually lost that game. So the one real blemish, when you go from the Super Cup, when we won 3-0 against Bayern, yes, you have the opening game that we lost against Leverkusen, 3-2. We just weren't playing very well that day. And Leverkusen were always going to be hard to beat at their home ground. And then you've got the win against Stuttgart, Union Berlin, Arnsberg in the Champions League, you beat Young Boys, we beat Gladbach in the Bundesliga, we beat a Wehin Westbaden in the DFB Pockel, and then you've got the Darmstadt and the Red Bull, sorry, the Red Star Belgrade uh, team in the Champions League that we won. So the only two blemishes are the 3 1 loss with City, the 0 0 Bochum draw. And then the 2-2 two, two 
Bayern Munich draw. All in all, been a B plus. It's been great. There's been signs of that we're going to go long and far into the season. We can push for that title. We've just got to make sure that we win every single game. We need any of those top four to start slipping up as it's very tight. It's only five points between top Bayer Leverkusen to us in fifth. And the next question is, do you think Xavi Simmons' bad form is only temporary? Now, I didn't really think he was in too much bad form. Um, I think he's just over... Ex- is over... How, how's the best way to put this? He's over-excelled in his expectations of what he has done this season. Now, I, every everyone has dips in great form, and he's sort of coming to a... Not, I wouldn't say a dip. He's not in a bad form. Uh, as you've said it, he's definitely on the decline though. He's, he's not playing as well as he has. He's not, he's, he's finished his flying start. I do believe, however, that form is temporary, class is permanent, and Xavier Simmons is absolutely oozing class. So that being said, I do think he's going to come good. I think if anything, he needs to be rested as you're going to start getting match day fatigue when you're getting all these games, especially if you're playing three in a week or four in a fortnight, you're going to really start to get a bit sluggish. If you're going to have your eye in on the pitch still, you're going to still be seeing the ball well. He's still going to be able to do everything he does well. He's just going to be just mentally and physically a little bit fatigued with all these matches coming in and out. So I do think that his his dipping of form is going to be temporary, but I wouldn't say it's bad form nonetheless. Now, that was from RB Leipzig Info FR, and that is on X, formerly known as Twitter. The next one is from Balham, which is at BalhamDude2022. They have asked, how many Red Bull jerseys do you have? I have two. Uh, there's the one from this season. Uh, in Australia, it's a bit hard to actually get any Red Bull merchandise or Leipzig merchandise specifically. Now, I had to buy the shirt back in 2021 season, 21-22 season. Uh, when, it's the shirt that we had when we won the first DFB Pockle in 2022. When we won our first cup, I have that shirt. I actually never wore it. Uh, I still have the tag on it, and I framed it. And uh, I have a shirt from this season that I've decided to buy, even though it's not my most favorite of the most current shirts. And uh, I wear that on a on a regular basis. Uh, so that's your question there answered. And the next one, you said, why RB? As they are simply a drinks team. Now, I uh, I like how you've you've said that. I I suppose you're not a supporter of the club, judging by that. I would say that you must be a fan or a hater, or either or. I'm quite happy to have anyone on the show and anyone get involved. So to answer that question, why is it a drinks team? Well, no, it's not a drinks team. We're actually owned by Red Bull Energy Drink. Now, 
that being said, they have a lot of, they've got their hands in a lot of things in sports and extreme sports and uh, F1, uh, in lots of things. And they do own a couple of uh, football teams in, around the world, Salzburg and New York Red Bulls being the two that mainly come to mind. I do believe there's one in Brazil as well. But why Red Bull? Well, my family are actually from Holstein. Uh, sorry, not Holstein, uh, from Saxony. And my father was from Holstein, which is up in the northern of Germany. So it was always something that I would go for. And, you know, growing up, uh, obviously in 2009 is when the team came around. But growing up, I was a, a, a vivid uh, Holstein Kill supporter. And, you know, to this day, they'll always have a, a soft place in my heart. But when I saw the team play in the third or fourth division, the regional division, I uh, decided that I was going to pick this team and not because it was a Red Bull team or anything like that, that I wanted to pick a team because I wanted to pick a team where looking back, it wasn't me that picked going for Holstein Kiel. That was more of my family's influence. Uh, so I'll always have a soft spot for Holstein Kiel, but RB Leipzig has always been the team that I've followed and supported since their foundation in 2009. And I've loved every single minute of it, even when it was hard to, to find all their early games when the team was first starting out. I'd have to use a VPN, put it in Germany, and try to find some live streams and things like that, which is pretty difficult when you're on the other side of the the hemisphere, it's a little bit hard to to find games sometimes when you're looking for you know all the small time teams and stuff like that. So I hope you've I've answered that question. Uh, why? <clears throat> Excuse me, a little bit croaky, as I think I believe I'm getting a little bit of hay fever allergies. Uh, so I hope I've answered your question there. I've decided to pick RB Leipzig as a team because I have family that were born in Saxony. How pleasing has their start been to the Bundesliga? I think I I went over that slightly with uh, the previous uh, contributor. It's been good, hasn't been great. Uh, room to improve, however, you don't. You've got to always take the good with the bad. You've got a couple of games that you haven't won, that you should have won, but you're going to get those anyway. Uh, the good teams, they just cop those on the chin, learn from the mistakes, see what they did wrong, and push on with it. And I believe that we've done that, uh, gone back to winning ways, as I believe this will probably be that the title of the, the podcast episode. And you have one more question, and that is, how close do you feel they are winning to the Bundesliga? As much as I'd like to say that we would win the Bundesliga this season, I actually don't think that we will. Now, I'm optimistic that we will, but we are close. If we keep singly progressing, I believe that we'll win it within the next three years. Now, the only reason why I say that we won't win it, even though I'm optimistic that we will, and that's this season I'm talking about, is because when you look at it, there are games and times that we should be putting teams away 
we should be being ruthless. We should be beating them 5-1 or, you know, big scores. And we seem to failure to do that. So I, at this stage, I believe that Marco Rose is still probably going to be the manager for us. And I think that he can elevate us to the next level. That being said, with every single year, we've had a lot of players being ripped out of the squad. I would like to have players and keep them. Now, I'm not worried about losing the players of from last season of Christopher Nkungu and Dominic Sabozloy. That's that's fine. You know, they're great players in their own right. However, what we've brought in and for what we have sold, we actually have made a profit on the players themselves. That being said, I don't like to see good players being sold off. You know, I wouldn't have bothered me losing those two players. The one that really hurt is the one that Josko Gardevoir going to Man City. I still believe he could have been one of the best centre-backs or full-backs because he could play both positions in the world even before he moved to the, uh, to the Premier League. That being said, I do wish all of those players, past and present, all the best, no matter where they play. But obviously, you do end up wanting to see your best players being kept so then that way you can compete with the likes of Leverkusen, Bayern and Dortmund. So those questions were from Belham at Dude2022 on X formerly known as Twitter. Thank you for your input on the show today. And last but not least, we have ZKR, which is at Z4KITE. Sorry, let me read that again. That's at Z4KIKETTE. And they have said, Have you ever had the chance to watch a match at the Red Bull Arena? There's a couple of questions in this, and that's the first one. Uh, unfortunately, it's very sad. I'd have, I have to say no. Now, the only reason that is, is because I live in Australia. So living in Australia, in the Southern Hemisphere, I watch all games live, depending on what time. It, it can be midnight my time, all the way as early as 5.30, 6 in the morning, depending on if it's a Champions League game or a Bundesliga game. For instance, looking at the TV schedule for our next two games, I'll be watching the games both live, and these are on Sunday, 29th of October, at 3am for the Cologne game, and then Wednesday, the 1st of November, 3.30am for the Wolfsburg game. So, and that's in the DFB Cup. Now, I would love to go overseas, and it's going to be something that I've got on a bucket list, and if... If you're unsure of what a bucket list is, it's you write a list of things that you want to do in your life, um, obviously, before you're wanting to do things, so to speak. So I, I want to do certain things, and going to Germany, as I have never actually been to Germany, would be something that would be absolutely fantastic. I've got family and relatives over there uh, that I've never met. Um, I could possibly stay with them. It would be great, great to go to a a Leipzig game and you know just witness that atmosphere and being there instead of being 
watching it through the TV uh, as as to me football is the the number one sport for me even though that we do have our own uh, football here in a different sport and uh, over here they call football soccer uh, but my European in me calls it football regardless so some uh, natural Australians look at me as if I'm a bit of a weirdo <laughs> but that's okay um, so no I haven't been um, but I would love to go one day Another question is, do you think Marco Rosa's com composition or tactics is appropriate for our team? Yes, I do. Actually, since he has come in, we have looked more of an attacking side. It, it reminds me of how Nardwesman went about his business. Um, he, he did a very good press. He believes in winning the ball back quickly. And, you know, getting the ball up the pitch as quick as possible. Uh, we had some good success on the Tedesco as well. Uh, he, his was a little bit a little bit different. Um, we've still got some of the, the style of play from, from that. And I do believe that it was the right decision to remove him. He, he's not a bad manager by any way. Uh, that being said, he just wasn't the manager to push us forward. And Marco Rosa has been around in the Red Bull system for a long time now, uh, even though he went and coached, uh, managed another couple of clubs in the Bundesliga. But he's also from Leipzig, if I remember correctly. So he wants to obviously win as much and make some history with us. So uh, even though I do question some of his. It wouldn't be his tactics. I believe his tactics are fundamentally sound. It's just that I would like to see him rotate the plays in the squad a lot more. Uh, I do believe, however, he will be a manager that can take us to that next level and win the Bundesliga. So that was ZKR on X, formerly known as Twitter. And that's it for this week. As always, I'd like to thank the contributors for their contributions this week in RBL Talk, all backers and supporters of the show, and thank you for listening to this podcast. If you could take a moment to leave a quick review and rate us where you listen to this podcast, it really helps us find new listeners and grow the show. So until next time, I've been Justin Crozer. Bye-bye for now.